Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast it's the darkest timeline. It's definitely the darkest timeline. I don't just mean the podcast, I mean this timeline is the absolute darkest. To find out what is in this week's episode, stay tuned. I can promise you this, it's definitely going to be some talk about World War II. So there's that. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave us a review where you can leave reviews. Share the podcast around people. That's how we get the name out there, the podcast out there. Any of the podcasts, just share them around. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast, The Darkest Timeline. How you doing? Like I say, yeah, like I always say. Not always, but like I say, I have to work on the principle that you're like, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Because I don't know what what to do if that's not your answer. Obviously, you can email me. Um, drop me an email. Say, you always ask how I'm doing, and honestly, not doing great. And then, you know, we can chat. Um, Yeah. Another one of those evenings where I was like, oh, it's it's nine o'clock, is it? And I have not eaten anything. That's, that bodes well. Getting a podcast done. So what I decided was to have a massive meal. I now regret every moment of my decision. But you know. Um, very random stuff for this week. Um, and the only way to find out what that is is to get stuck in. So here we go. Uh, had keep saying they need to change the name of this um my youngest daughter had another trial day at school <sighs> it... things like this to me things like this make you or break you as a parent so and I'll explain what I mean by that. It's not like, um, so if you if you if you're early, turn up early, then you know you set the scene, you set the standard, you let the the teacher know, hey, I'm a parent you can rely on. So at least five minutes early, job done. Now, hmm. uh, we weren't late. That's that's the thing. We weren't late. We were there nice and time. Stood in the in the playground. We did the whole, um, you know, one of those things. I already know 
couple of parents anyway always good to have someone to be able to talk to um all of that so we're good on that side of things we weren't like i i have this thing where i i am i i'm always trying to find a balance so i'm like i don't want to be the super clingy like helicopter parent kind of but I don't want to. I don't want it to be like. Uh, I don't. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. So I try and find where the middle ground is, where the sweet spot is. In my ultimate wisdom, I decided, hey, this is a good opportunity to see what it would be like on a normal school day. I'm not going to be hanging around. I'm not going to be pampering. I'm not going to be. You know, oh, you're going to be all right. You know, I'll say, have a good day, be good, play nice. All of the things that you're supposed to say. And then I will leave. Because that is the way it's always been. All the way through um, nursery, through preschool, through all of it. It's always been, have a good day, I'll see you later, out the door. For everybody's sake, because especially with like, like recently it was very difficult to leave my son at nursery. Um, I, I struggled with it with um, my youngest daughter. It's it's uh, in a lot of ways it's more for me than it is for them. I got to get out of there. I can't see them upset. I don't want them to be upset. And I look back now and I see other children that are upset. And they are clingy and that parent can't leave them for 45 minutes or whatever it is. And you're just like, I am so glad. That's not me. I'm so glad. That's not my child. So, I made the decision to do the whole. Be good. Have a fantastic time. Enjoy it. Make friends. Play nice. Do what the teacher tells you. Just enjoy. That's the main thing. Enjoy. And I sent her off. In hindsight, this was the wrong thing to do. It's as simple as that. What I should have done was I should have gone and spoken to the teacher. And I should have just done a, here she is. See you later. See you in a bit. In my defence, there are other things. Obviously, you've got best part of 30 kids. Best part of 30 kids is the best part of 60 adults. It's not. It's more like 45. But you get what I mean. You've got one door, one way in, one way out. It's a, it's a bottleneck. It's a very busy situation. I didn't want to add to that. Me and my son turn, we walk away. And as we walk away, I heard a dad say to a mum, Oh, it's, uh, you know, tell it saying the collection time. The time this dad gave to this mum was 15 minutes earlier than what? the information the school had provided 
Now then, the key here is this dad spoke to the teacher. So I sent a text message. Hey, I've just heard one of the parents saying pickups 15 minutes before we were told it was supposed to be. A message I get back. Well, that's not what the information said. The information was very clear. It's this time to this time. The information was very clear. If if something's changed, if it's different, they should have circulated that information. I went back. I fully agree. But I did just hear this parent say this, and they did speak to the teacher. Now then, working on the principle that that should have been enough information, I'm like, that should be enough information. However, I don't want to rock up because remember the five-minute rule? I don't want to rock up 20 minutes before I'm supposed to be there. So, I make a shrewd decision. I will turn up 10 minutes early, which is 10 minutes before the time that we were told to be there. Which gives five minutes, you know, it's five minutes after the new time, but there's a lot of parents, a lot of children... It's not late, it's 10 minutes early. Up here for thinking, yes. Me and my son come home, we do the, you know, he goes off for a sleep. I go and do some exercise related stuff. Uh, second shower of the day, get changed, out the door. I have an issue with being late. Which is interesting considering my upbringing. But I think that's part of it. My granddad was always a... If you need to be anywhere, you need to be there five minutes early. And that means you need to set off ten minutes before you have to be there five minutes early. Give yourself fifteen minutes leeway. You're good. And I don't know what happened and I don't know where it all changed. But there was a time when I was like... Turning up 10 minutes late, 10 minute late is fine, yeah? And then, there was a time when I was like, I'll be there 20 minutes early. Because at least I'm there and I can just hang around for 20 minutes. And there are times when I'm like, man, I really did not need to be here this early. So, it has its downsides. On the other hand, I personally think it's always a good look for these sorts of situations. School type things, if the par- if the teacher sees the parents there five minutes before they need to be there, that's a parent you can rely on. That's a parent you can count on. That's a parent that's got their shit together. In a crisis, that's the parent. I get, I'm, I'm heading to the school. I'm, I'm quote unquote early. And then I see it. Parents with children away from the school, and I go, ah, for fuck's sake. And I get closer, and there's more parents, and there's more children. And I get closer, more parents, more children. People are recognized. I'm like, this is not, this is not okay. We were told a particular time, we were told a specific time. In reality, I'm trying to not blame myself for the fact that I should have turned up at half past but that would have <sighs> I get to the school there's five 
children left. <sighs> My child is one of the five children that's left, and I go, fuck. It's not even day one. Not even day one. She hasn't even started at the freaking school. Not even day one. And the, the one of the teachers comes out, and I get the I get the look of, we didn't expect any better. We didn't expect any more. We didn't expect you to be here on time. We, in fact, we'd have been surprised if you were here on time. And I'm like, I'm early. I don't care. I'm early. To the point where I was like, oh, am I late? Because, according to my watch, I'm early. According to the information put out by the school, I'm early. And the response I got was, it's okay, it doesn't matter, it happens, we understand. What do you understand? Do you understand that you changed the time, you moved the goalposts, and you didn't inform all of the parents? Do, do you understand that? Because that's what we're talking about here. But I was gutted. I was mortified. I was like, that poor child had to be one of the children that was there, and the parent didn't pick them up. And the parent was like, oh, my parent, my parent, my parent's a terrible parent because my parent isn't here on time to collect me. And how awful is that? That was my child. And that's that. That's the that's the impression. That's the impression that that these these people, the teachers of my daughter's first first year at school. That's it. That's it. And now they're just going to be surprised when we're on time, when we're early, never late. That'll be a surprise. So there we go. Big gold star for me as a parent. <clears throat> Add to that. We're going to start having some difficulties at the moment. Not those kind of difficulties. Difficulties in the sense of... <sighs> She's got a, a, a younger brother that she's still adjusting to. She's got issues surrounding her sisters. She's... I was having a conversation with somebody today and I was like, she's just got so much going on, so much change in her life at the moment. I'm surprised she's managing to keep up with it. In a lot of ways she is, but in other ways she isn't. So, she came home, and obviously, it, it was very much like all of the issues that she's been dealing with, all the issues that she's been going through, all the problems that she's been having, have been magnified by putting her in a room with 30 other kids and a tiny handful of adults. So, she came home, and I was like, I just had to keep saying to her, I understand you've been, you've been to school today, but... <sighs> 
that calm your passions and I just kept saying to her I, I, will, I will try and help you as best I can but I, I get it I do understand and I just kept saying that I understood but it, I knew it was difficult but oh wowzer and it, and it lasted for days it lasted for days um so yeah got all that to look forward to in a couple of months um i'm listening to a new podcast um we always talk about how it's strange to promote other podcasts on a podcast uh, and this isn't one of those this is um finally around to listening to a podcast about world war Two, and it's like a Full, it's a massive breakdown of World War Two. I'm on episode 17, and there's over 400. I think there's nearly 500 episodes. It's that kind of. That's what we're talking about, and it's about World War Two. It's not like World War Two and beyond. It's literally just World War Two. Um, I've always enjoyed history. Certain aspects of history, I've always liked history. One of the one of the big things that kind of haunts me. Um, is the fact that I wasn't able to do history at GCSE because uh, I was quite good at it. Uh, I was I did I, I did very well in history. Um, was unable to take history as a GCSE. And I'm very sad about that. And thirty years later, still not still not happy about it. If I'm honest. Um, so I started listening. To, I started listening to a World War Two podcast. World War Two to me is this subject that there is so there is so much information. It's too much information, uh, and I think ultimately you can try and do the best, try and do your best to kind of hold on to the information. I've only listened to seventeen episodes, and as I said, I think there's the best part of five hundred of them. But so far, the one thing that's come out from it is, I just keep asking myself, how did this happen? It's a, <laughs> it's a very strange, it's a very strange situation. <laughs> it's like, at which point did somebody think, maybe we should do something about this? I just listen to it and I'm like, why is nobody doing anything? Why is why is nothing being done? There is a point. And admittedly, in the podcast it said this was probably one of the first signs that things weren't weren't going so well. Because it talks about Hitler getting so overwhelmed with anger. That he had to chew the carpet. He had to chew the corner of the carpet. I, I, I imagine it was more like a like a rug because I can't imagine him going into the corner of a room and pulling up the carpet and chewing it. But that's what it was said. He had to chew the corner of the carpet, and it was said to sort of highlight how one of the people involved at this point in time probably got their first taste of this guy's not all that stable. Um, it's it's hands it hands down has to be 
some of the most baffling stuff in history. I understand the genocide, the uh, the the Holocaust side of it. The what was it? Six million Jews that were uh, killed. The just the utter atrocities that went out. I, I I understand all that. The invade in different countries. The um, something I never really realised was Italy's involvement at the very start, and Italy were doing very similar things to Germany. They were like baby Germany, like diet Germany, I suppose. Um, just I under you know you you you've always got that sense of it was bad. It was a very bad time, and very bad things happened, and there was a lot of horrible stuff going on. I don't think what has really ever stood out to me is just the sheer level of insanity that went with it just the completely baffling nature of all the things going on at that time where you're like why is this happening just like just like a guy who's like I'm gonna go and invade this country everybody cool with that and, and, and the other people involved being like, yeah, okay. And him being like, oh, all right then, I'll, I'll do that then, yeah? Yeah, okay. Nobody thought, nobody at that point in time thought, maybe want to do something about this. Sooner rather than later would have been good. So strange. Fascinating. But very strange. Hmm. So, with a multitude of different children, it brings a multitude of different activities. Um, the they all do a lot of similar things. Some of them do, like you know, one of them likes one thing and the others don't. You know, you often get things like that. Anyway. With a lot of children, you get a lot of activities, especially at this time of year. So, sports day number two in the bag. And sports day number two, not not a lot like sports day number one. Firstly, didn't get rained off. Instead, it was like sitting in an oven because it was um, indirect sunlight for two hours. I definitely think I came home and did absolutely everything I could to stave off sunstroke. I went through half a box of ice pops and I'm guessing about eight gallons of water that day. Uh, I took water with me this time because that was the one mistake I made. Um, sports day one, took no water with me. Did get rained off after an hour, so you know. Um... One of my daughters is at one end of the school, the other is at the other end of the school, age-wise. So the school's split into two. You've got group one, group two. Um, so this is this is the older end of the school. Um, and what I can say is this. Sports day one. You line six kids up and you tell them to run. Those six children are going to finish... Around about the same sort of time. You can have a winner. Two, three, four. 
and then the two guys that come last. And there you go. Those children will finish within two or three seconds of each other. When you move to the other end of the scale, <laughs> when you move to the other end of the scale, their worlds apart. They're essentially different species because you've got clear athletes and not. And I don't know if I don't know if this was done on purpose, but what they'd do is they'd put that group of people, that combination of people, in the same race. So you have child finishing 15 seconds before anyone else. And you're like, cool. One of the kids crossed the finish line by spinning in the air. Because he was that far out ahead of everyone else. Um, there was the point where I was going to have to go and have words with whoever was doing the positions. Because I'm adamant that my, that my daughter, that, that she came second and they gave her third. It was not. That's not on. Um, however, one of the... Last year's sports day, my daughter said to me, you need to watch for this particular race because I am absolutely 100% coming first. And that is because I am one of the fastest in my class, nay, school. And you know what? She was absolutely right. She came first in that race. It was a good race. It was a close race. She did come first. There's me going, so we're, we're expecting a first this year, absolutely no problem. I sort of, I looked across at her across the field, I was like, got first for this one, yeah? No. Like, come on, first? No. And again, she was right, she did not come first. And I was like, what a difference a year makes. Um, There was another race... Um, oh, yeah. Egg and spoon. I mean, it's kind of... It's more luck than anything, isn't it? Um, she did get a first, which I was very impressed with. Super, super happy with that. And I said to her at the weekend, I was like, I was very impressed with your relay because I feel that your contribution to your relay race actually changed the course of the position your team finished i.e after the first person ran they were in second after she ran they were in first by a ways as well um <clears throat> so yeah it was i mean it's one of those in it like like i would say you don't go to watch other people's children. And there was like... It was weird. There was four classes, but there was five groups. So you've got five lots of, like, six kids in each race. And then there's, like, six groups of six kids. And after a while, you're just like... That's a lot of 
other people's children to get through and a very small amount of the child I've come to see to get through what are we doing here um I I I don't think I don't feel it's wrong to say I've only come to see my child so that's the only child I'm interested in so I'm a bit like uh, I don't want to watch the other children but whatever um so yeah sports day two in the bag um yeah it's it's coming thick and fast i felt a bit embarrassed because i had to go to like my work and be like i have a lot of children and because of that i've got a lot of things coming up over the next few weeks where i need time away from work um and it's that thing they're always really good about it and for a lot of it you get um the time credited and, and, and that sort of stuff but it is still a you know i've got this number of children and they all do activities and they all do school based things um even my youngest daughter's got a not not a school school but a school based thing coming up luckily um it's in the holidays um so interesting weekend um did turn a year older um that was a thing uh nice to have the opportunity to spend with family and my children and um you know extended family and stuff um i've spent the last day or so trying to decide whether it's the worst birthday i've ever had and honestly it's close it might be joint first and i i can't decide it might be joint first um what a what a depressing miserable fucking day um it's de- it's definitely if not the worst birthday i've had it's it's the, the worst or second there the, i'm trying to decide there was a birthday i had about five years ago and that was f- fucking awful one of the most miserable experiences of my life at that time and it was my birthday so you know it was that yay terrible um so like i say this birthday yesterday is either a close second joint first or is actually taking the crown um i was fucking miserable because it was fucking awful um i am not one of these people that gets down in the dumps about oh another year older get over yourself um i don't i don't you know yes there are times where it's like oh man you know being this age not great there are other times where it's like what exactly is it that i'm going to do to change that that's right nothing so you know there's that side of it um 
one of my favourites, which uh, which I had to deal with today, was um, that my my longest serving friend of thirty three years, longest serving friend of thirty three years, uh, did not wish me a happy birthday. Uh, did send me a text message at like 10 o'clock in the evening to say they'd watched Fast and, the F- Fast and Furious 10, or Fast X as it's actually called. I was like, that's nice. Uh, featured such things as um, certain people in my life that did not acknowledge my existence. Just, yeah. Birthday. No message, no nothing. I've had the obligatory couple of messages today from people going, Happy birthday for yesterday. Had the the new one, because obviously you get people like, Oh, I didn't realise it was your birthday. Happy birthday for yesterday. My new favourite has to be, um, I'm going to wish you a happy birthday today for tomorrow. All right, you 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 busy tomorrow? I am fully aware when I wrote down. Oh, I must talk about my birthday and how terrible it was. I'm fully aware that a lot of it sounds like, wow, it's my birthday. Everybody worship. It's nothing to do with that. You know, a lot of this stuff I'm 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 talking about is. 18 seconds to write happy birthday and set and press send in a 24 hour period that's the sort of thing we're talking about especially I don't know, especially if you're the kind of person that sends a message that's like I can't believe you didn't wish me a happy birthday and then you go, well I did wish you a happy birthday and here's the evidence well, I didn't receive that message. Well, I sent it, and here's the evidence. You know, as an as a wild example, um, had a variety of different things to do yesterday. Um, you know, one of the highlights being walk the dog. I was up there. It, it was up there. Because it was a miserable experience, as every Sunday walk with the dog is, because the dog knows what day of the week it is and knows where we go on a Sunday, so is just in I'm an ass mood from the moment we step foot out of the door. And I then spend the first 25 minutes of the walk going, Can you just calm it down? I know that you know where we're going, and I know that you know that it's the best day of the week. But can you just calm your passions for two minutes to allow us to actually get there? Oh, speak of the devil. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, um, my middle daughter keeps saying she wants to go swimming. My middle daughter is very much a, she'll tell me that she wants to do something. I want to do this. And I go, okay, I'm going to make a mental note that you've said you want to do that and you will not rest until we've done it. And you'll make sure various 
intervals to remind me that you have said that you want to do that. Uh, at one point, I said, hey, we're going to do that thing. Even worse, even worse, saying, hey, we're going to do that thing. So this one was, uh, I'd like to go swimming. And I was like, well, we'll go swimming, the, the, you know, we'll go swimming at the weekend. Not thinking it through too much that the weekend was, you know, birthday. Best day of the year, isn't it? Um, so... To make it to make it great, we have a standing rule in our house. Number one rule in our house. Our swimming pool often, sometimes, gets full. Uh, especially in scenarios where they decide, yeah, we don't want to open both pools, so we'll just have one pool, and then we'll tell you it's full. So we have a standard rule in our house. The swimming pool may be full. You are not allowed to be upset about this because you know it's a thing, and we will just go home. And as I'm sure you're aware at this point, that's exactly what happened yesterday. They were full. They they had a queuing system going on. They were like, yeah, there's eight people in the queue in front of you. I was like, cool. And then slowly worked through everybody in our group going, well, my son only had like half an hour before he needed to go off for a sleep. My eldest won't want to go in that pool. Um, and just I just worked through... All of the family going, this is a non-starter, let's go home. So we did that. Um, the highlight was, let's go to, uh, the, to the cafe we like to go to. Um, and I'm going to treat myself by not having a cheat meal Saturday. Not, I don't want to use the word starving myself, but not eating all day Sunday so that I can go and have a piece of cake. Sound plan. Me, being the brain donor that I am, got there and went, fuck it, it's my birthday, it's been a shit day so far. Oh, I haven't even got to the, I haven't even got to the other stuff. I haven't got to the other stuff. Remind me to do all that a shit day so far the way to make this situation better is to have not one piece of cake but two pieces of cakes because i haven't had anything to eat today and i purposely made sure that i was going to be in a position to eat a piece of cake and honestly might as well just have two pieces so i had a look what they had i was like that one sounds nice and i'm also going to get that one because it's my birthday and i can have two pieces of cake and of course being a fat disgusting pig is not the answer. So, two pieces of cake was a ridiculously stupid idea. Because I ate a piece of cake, and I went, that, that, that's probably enough for me. And now I've got this other piece of cake to eat. So, this is going to go well, isn't it? So then I ate a second piece of cake and felt unwell. Uh, so, to double back, another thing which is super fun. Uh, my older two children don't deal with other people's birthdays well. Um, it's... Uh, my mother would be absolutely rolling around on the floor laughing right now and would tell me that this is karma. 
um, and would remind me about all the multitude of birthdays that I've ever ruined in my life. It is a thing, and it took me many years to accept that I don't know what it is, I can't explain it, it's just a thing. Um, for want of a better way of putting it, and to be quite blunt, my older two children don't deal with other people's birthdays well because it's not their birthday. They're children. Pretty sure that's a thing. Um, <clears throat> what it means is, if it's somebody else's birthday, they don't engage. They don't... They'll, they won't come to you and go, I got you a card for your birthday. Here you go. They will put a card near you in the vicinity and walk away and expect you to know what that means. Likewise with gifts, etc. So, because I was having a miserable time, because I was having a terrible day, and because of the entire situation, I was so depressed, unhappy, miserable, having the worst fucking day, that there were points where I was like, I might just have a little cry, just to, you know, cleanse the palate. Um, I just ended up in a different room. I just, like, wander off to the kitchen and make a drink and then stand in the kitchen and look at my drink and be like, yay, birthday. Or I'd just sit in the corner while... Everybody was playing, and I was like, well, it's, you know, it's nice they can play, it's nice they can all play together, it's nice they're having a nice time, it's nice they're enjoying their day. And then, out to the end of the day, there was, it was the fact that there were multiple times where, I forgot it was my birthday. Now, at the age I'm at, I don't think you're supposed to be like, yay, it's my birthday, so on and so forth. Um... I remember when I was writing the I was writing the stuff out on the list for the podcast. I remembered a very similar subject this time last year. Me talking about how you know I think birth. I'm starting to think that birthdays just get more depressing as the years go on. Um, but going back to what I was saying about Father's Day. Ultimately, 365 days in the air. If two of those days, you can't say those two days are maybe about you. Because, you know, kids get Easter and birthdays and Christmas and a multitude of other things. You know what, you know what a classic parent thing to say would be? Every day's children day, you know. It's two days. Um, so I get very torn between sounding like a little bitch, a whiny little bitch, because nobody, you know, nobody acknowledged my existence as far as my birthday was concerned, and being like, yeah, but you're a really old person and nobody cares. The thing that the thing that almost annoyed me more not that like some of the supposed closest people to me either didn't acknowledge my existence or well yeah didn't acknowledge my existence 
people who I've not spoken to in 10 freaking years, people I've not seen in 10 years, were like, happy birthday. I'm like, thanks. I probably couldn't pick you out of a lineup. <sighs> Joys of Facebook. So, one thing that I like to keep us all all up to date on is the uh, the constant battle with the bathroom scales. Now then, remember the conversation about eating two pieces of cake. Two pieces of cake is a surefire way to step on the scales on a Monday morning and be like, oh boy, yeah, <clears throat> the, the place we went to Gave me a piece of cake to take home with me. Obviously that doesn't mean that I ate it. I mean I did. Because it was my goddamn birthday. Um, so, three pieces of cake. Um, absolutely 100% stepping on the scales this morning. Now... I was estimating five pounds. Now, the reason for this is twofold. Number one, see the three pieces of cake I ate yesterday. Number two, I have been... I have been on a bit of a tear. Anybody who listens regularly might remember a few weeks back I was saying about having this, like, this threshold that I just cannot seem to cross. And I now dipped way into that threshold. Um, in the words of Bert Kreischer, I'm the skinniest fat I've been for a long time. Um, and I think it's just fear. And that fear is strange and weird and I can't explain it, but it's the only way I can explain it to say that I think it's fear. And this last week has been... There's a part of me that wants to step on the scales and see... Oh, I put on six pounds this week. What that is, I don't know. I can't tell you. There's a part of me that wants a magical fairy to have appeared in the middle of the night, waved a magic wand and said, you've eaten like shit this week, but hey, you actually lost weight. I think we, I think we can all agree on that one. Then there's the thing where it's like, weirdly, I'm going to step on the scales, and although it's been a bit of a rough week, basically going to be in, in that same kind of weight area. So, fully expecting five to six pounds put on. I tentatively stepped on the scales this morning and went, what? So, I was the same weight as last week which was the same weight as the week before I found out when I updated my this is what we weigh each week type thing. So now I... So immediately my thought is the scale's broken. I'm like, that's the only answer. The only thing I can presume is the scales must be broken. But for whatever reason, same weight. Exact same weight. Exact. To the naught point of a pound. Exact same weight. So this week's goal is what I feel what I feel is achievable with a bit of work. This week's goal is two pounds. So I want you to hold me to uh, hold me accountable. 
two pounds. And if it happens, I'll explain why two pounds was important. So we'll see. Lastly, one of my things I wanted to talk about this week. Um, I don't know if it was a week ago or a couple of weeks ago. It was the point in time where I was telling you all that I needed to retire. Um... Today, yesterday and today, you know, yesterday is obvious, but today, very much a... Today has been a day of, I don't want to do that. To everything. It started with opening my eyes and going, I don't want to get up. I don't want to get dressed. I don't want to go for a run. I don't want to come home. I don't want to get ready to go to work. I don't want to take my children to preschool and nursery. I don't want to drive to work. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to have to do my job. I don't want to have to do any of the meetings I've got to do today. I don't want to come home and have to work out. I don't want to have to get on the treadmill. I don't want to have it's really silly things. Not silly in some way, but I don't want to have to walk the dog. Because it was, it ended up that it said, um, my watch was like, oh, it's going to rain a little bit uh, in the next hour. I was like, a little bit's fine, we can handle that. Obviously, it was, you know, torrential rain that we got caught in. But it wasn't that. It was, I don't want to walk the dog. Because today has been very much... A, I don't want to do any of it. But it's not just today. It's... This is a common theme. And I'm aware, you know, oh, sounds like depression, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you had a a rough day yesterday, so, you know, it's that. This has been going on for weeks. And it's... I was walking to work this morning... And I had a realisation. And the realisation was this. It's that accumulative effect. So. For one reason or another. I'm having a really shit time of things at work. I feel massive amounts of my job are incredibly unnecessary. To everybody apart from the people making me do it. There are aspects of my job that I really don't enjoy. There are aspects of my job that I don't mind, which helps. But there's just there just seems to be so much at the moment where I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. To the point where I had a meeting today where I knew what the meeting was going to entail. And I was that... Not pissed at, just annoyed at the situation as a whole. That when the meeting started, I went, can I ask a question? Why do we need to do this? It seems like the most backwards thing possible. And I went through my reasoning for it. I was like, I just don't understand why. And luckily for me, fortunately for me, whatever... One of the other people who was in the meeting, it was almost like they'd been waiting for me to say it because they immediately went, I fully agree. And luckily the person who was running the meeting was like, I agree as well. And, you know, luckily for you, 
we're going to do it differently. And, and I was like, well, that's fine. That's great. I understand the reasons for it. I'm just very much like, why? Um, it's just, there's that, there's like all these variety of different things going on with each of my individual children. One of my children has decided that there's this particular thing that they've started doing. And I'm like, I see why you're doing it. I know why you're doing it. I understand it 100%. That doesn't make it any easier to deal with. And then one of my other children is is doing this. This is how I'm going to be right now. And I'm like, that's great. I understand you. I know where you're coming from. I feel you. But it is not helpful in the slightest. And one of my other children is... I want them to understand certain aspects of life. I'm like, this is life and this is the way life is. And their interpretation of that is, yeah, if you say so. I'm like, no, no, it really is. This is life and you it'd be a good idea to get used to that that now so it's not going to be such a crushing blow in the future and they're like mm, yeah sure dad so like i say a cumulative effect there's there's those those silly things little things like you know just like Oh, I, I've been meaning to do this job every day for six weeks. But for whatever reason, I've not had the opportunity to do it. But all that means is that that job hasn't been done. And then, you know, I need to take the dog to the vets. But fitting it in and getting the vet to do what I actually want the vet to do is impossible. Cause all they care about is the fucking money. And it's just... It's that. It's it's all of those things put together in a nice, neat parcel with a bow on that's just one giant middle finger. And I look at it and go, I don't want to do any of that. And I think that then transfers to everything else. I don't want to get up. I don't want to run. I don't want to work out. I don't want to walk the dog. I don't want to deal with work stuff. I don't want to deal with all of it. It's not super helpful, but that is how I feel. So there. Anyway, TV wise, <laughs> um, TV wise, there's two. I've got two on the list. One I'm going to talk about. The other one I'm not going to talk about, but I'm going to mention something to do with it. Uh, no movies this week, I'm afraid. I got a big pile of movies. Half of them you won't be interested in. There's one in there that you will be interested in, but I'll talk about it as a whole. It's just, I was going to watch it last night, but I looked at how long it was and was like, wow, that's not short. Um, Tom Segura's special Sledgehammer released in the last week. This was the stand-up set that uh, we saw back in... March, maybe, whenever it was I went to see Tom Scott. Um So, 
the last two specials, I've seen the material live. So the last special, I saw the material live. Didn't overly enjoy seeing the material live. And then that special became my favourite Tom Segura special. And one of my favourite stand-up specials ever. And I always thought that was weird. So, this time round, I really enjoyed seeing the stuff live. So I wondered how that would impact the special. And, as I'm sure you can imagine, yes, it was absolutely the opposite. I watched the special, I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was done very well, it was shot very well. I'm always a bit weirded out by that stage where you're in the middle and the audience is all around you because I just work on the principle that for the entire time you've always got your back to somebody and that must just be weird anyway um, I watched the special I enjoyed the special it was very good but immediately I went I've seen this I know this material so when I came up to watching it the second time it felt like I've seen it a hundred times before whereas the previous special of his I could watch it every day and I've I've, I've probably seen it 10 20 times that's not even that's not even an exaggeration obviously there's a big difference between 10 and 20 but you know what I mean <sighs> very strange like even you know even Bert's last stand-up special I saw the material live but I've seen that stand-up special multiple times since it was released very strange can't explain it in any way shape or form so the other thing is something that I'm going to talk about but not talk about because it's not a subject that everybody would be interested in my eldest daughter watches a lot of the stuff that I used to watch cartoons I used to watch when I was younger not not that much younger than I am now um, films I used to watch um, she's doing a Marvel watch all that sort of stuff um, she worked her way through uh, the Justice League cartoons, all of them uh, and I was like hey there was another series that came later Young Justice um, so I found it, it was available for to buy, I think, and I basically worked through buying them. I'd seen them all, and I was like, hey, there was a third series that came later. Basically, the show got cancelled, uh, then it got picked up again. Third series came later. And vaguely, in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm sure there was something about the intention was to aim it at a slightly older audience. <sighs> As a parent... I am not prepared to allow my children to watch stuff that I have not seen. I was fine with this because I'd seen the first two series and half of the third series and believed I'd seen actually all of the third series. I did a silly thing and the silly thing was that I put the first episode of the third series on, checked the rating... The rating was well below her age range. And I said, great, you are safe to watch this series. She watched all of series three. 
that was a little while ago, and that was that. After a while, I was like, hey, I haven't seen this for a while, and, you know, if I, if I give it a rewatch, it gives us something to talk about, a bit of a common ground. That's a great idea. I watched series one, took me ages to get through the first series, because, you know, I'm a dad and it's a cartoon. Series two, however, managed to get through it quite quickly. Series three, here we go. I watched the first episode, great. I watched the second episode, great. I watched another episode of like, hmm, the subject matter in this seems a little different. I'm like, what's going on? Watch another couple of episodes. One episode's fine. The next episode's a bit stronger. I'm like, is this what they deem is okay for, like, seven-year-olds these days? And then I realised that one of the episodes started and the rating it gave wasn't the same rating as the first episode. And I went, hey, that's not okay. You can't change the rating for, for different episodes. Because I've worked on the principle that the rating of the first episode was the rating of the series. Some might say that was a silly manoeuvre. Others might be like, yeah, that's valid. And that's the point I went, ah, shit. Because I wouldn't let one of my children watch something that I don't know what the content is. Which is why I can go, you can watch this. You can watch this. I will let my child watch a film that is of an age rating that is higher than their age if I know what's in it and I deem that it's okay knowing my child. That's okay for you because you're mature enough to watch it. So then I was like, I don't know if I need to maybe mention to her, look, I've realised that maybe some of the content in this was a little bit higher than I would necessarily be okay with you watching. And then I went, ah, yeah, but she won't remember any of this. So I had a conversation with her at the, at the weekend. I was like, uh, I watched this. I went through with all the stuff I've just gone through with you. And I was like, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you can't remember anything that happened in that series. And she was like, nope. Like, there we go. I gave her a bit of a rundown. I was a bit like, look, if there's something that you remember and you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. But ultimately, you know, a lot of the subject matter in it is quite tame by nowadays standards. Computer game-wise, nothing new. Uh, and that's part of the problem. I've hit a bit of a, ooh, I could really do with a new game kind of area whilst at the same time being like but what would that game be because you know most new games are shit um i've been playing a lot of breakpoint been playing resident evil 4 for the third playthrough i reinstalled some games the other day uh so i installed some of the sniper games um and i gave um sniper 3 whatever they're actually called a, uh, a restart from the beginning that was okay um oh, no, sniper contracts the other ones are called my intention is to work through like three and then one and two because yes strangely enough that is the order um i am itching for a new game so 
not sure on that one. Uh, might have to see where that leads. Um, what I can tell you is, I don't have new game money, so there's that. I've been considering doing a game purge. I feel I've got a lot hanging around that isn't getting played and starting to feel probably won't get played, so maybe it's time for a purge. We shall see. That is the podcast for this week. So thanks for listening, thanks for being here, and I'll catch you next time. So there you go, what do you think of that? Another one done, another week gone. Tell you, where's that time going? Thank you for listening, thank you for being here, thank you for watching. Um, Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave us a review where you can leave a review and check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button. That way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Quickie Cast.